Welcome to A Degree in Sports, your home for college football and college basketball. My name's Cole, and I'm here alongside my great mate, Jeff Tate. And Jeff, finally, this is the most beautiful time for our podcast. We have both football and basketball to talk about. All I'm saying is my best gambling sport is basketball. I am hot right now. I'm hot betting. Uh, and one game that I did happen to make some money on last night, or uh, two nights ago, James Madison, I think it was plus 13 and a half, 17 and a half, something like that, maybe 10 and a half. All I know is hammered them. It worked out for me. And I, you guys know I'm high on Michigan State, um, but I know JMU is a, is a good team and they can sneak up on you for first game of the year. Um, and Jeff, they did just that. They, they snuck on MSU in an overtime win. How do you feel about it? You were there, right? Yep, I was there. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday, November 8th. Yeah, I was there. Michigan State, 16 and a half point favorites to start the year against the uh, team to win the Sun Belt picked first and Michigan State played it like it they were playing a Hillsdale College last week and it was a little disappointing I'm I am I was a lot more disappointed in the moment uh, being there was hard but I've been at some very tough sporting events uh, I'll tell you when I was with Western Michigan we lost to a division two team and that is as low of a feeling as there is. Um, and so that was the Michigan State game was tough. It was it, none of that was enjoyable. Um, you shoot one of 20 from the three point line and you miss 14 free throws, uh, eight of which were front ends of one and ones. Um, you are not beating a team as quality uh, a, a team with the quality that James Madison is. Um, if you do that against Duke in a week, uh, you will lose by 30 to 40 points. And this wasn't the performance they needed. Uh, I will say Michigan State and Tom Izzo teams uh, do like to do things like this. The year we got to the Final Four, I want to say 2015, I think. I'm thinking off the top of my head. Uh, Michigan State lost Texas Southern in the preseason or in the non-conference pretty early in their season and obviously went on to get to a Final Four. So Michigan State fans, yeah, you guys are freaking out, thinking the season's over. Uh, You're crazy. Um, when three of the guys you're counting on go a combined, I think six of 33, I'm thinking I should have had the box score up, but, um, when Jaden Akins, Malik Hall and AJ Hogarth are that bad, um, yeah, you're not winning. And it was disappointing Cole, because this is a veteran laden team. And to be honest, one of the best players in the game was a true freshman, Cohen Carr and Michigan state fans are wanting him to be the starter because of one game. That's just call the irrational fans that don't know what's going on. Um, it was just a disappointing performance, but here's the fun thing, Cole. You get to play 31, maybe 32 regular season games, and they get to play in uh, 24 hours from now against Southern Indiana. And, if yeah, if they struggle in that game, I'm going to start being worried. But good start to the college basketball season, Cole. I had a good win last night. Baylor beat, Air, or, uh, beat Auburn really good. Um teams that you'll see we'll talk about a lot this year I think I, I was high on Baylor and uh, Jacoby Walter he is a stud five-star freshman uh, here's his debut last night and he dominated against a good defensive Auburn team so it's good college basketball is back Cole, I don't even if you know Arizona Duke is Friday night and it just gets our games going and then obviously next Tuesday Michigan State, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky. So, yeah, college basketball's here, and you had to say it. And, yep, it was a tough loss. It was hard being there. But the fans that are there 
sometimes those fans get too emotional, like saying the season's over after one game. First of all, they need to chill out because I I never buy into that, especially in basketball. And uh, if they go out and beat Duke next Tuesday, which I think is a real possibility, no one remembers this game. So not nobody, but you know what I mean. So yeah, tough loss. It sucked being there. Those are those are tough games to be there, especially when they trailed basically the whole game. They got a lead of four points, and then uh, my guy Mati Sissoko had a breakaway dunk. He dribbles it off his foot. And it was just like, yep, it's going on those nights. So Tyson Walker, outstanding performance. Uh, that guy's probably on his way to possibly being an All-American. So college basketball is back, Cole, and we did not get a um, uh, easy. Yes, we did not get eased into the season because night one, a top five team got upset, and it was unfortunately my favorite team. Yeah, I mean, fun. If you're not a fan of Michigan State, or maybe the opposite, you're a fan of their rival. Very fun start to the season uh seeing a top five team go down uh in a a bye game and um yeah i mean michigan played a team that um is also picked to win uh their their division uh their conference in the big south and um they beat them by like 30 uh honestly all jokes aside michigan looked pretty good uh their new pieces uh um Kamohu, Kamahoa, uh, or something like that. He's, That's not how you say it, but he, it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't remember exactly how to say it. If I, it's it's unique. Um, he is he's gonna be a force this year. He's he seems he's very smart, comfortable with the ball in his hand. He's a big body. Um, a lot of our new pieces are fitting in well. Doug McDaniel looks like he's taking that next step. That's one game, can't overreact, but he's looking like that uh, that floor general um, that can we can trust the ball. Um, in his hands the whole ball game when we need him and yeah it was it was for me as a Michigan fan um I mean we're we're picked by a lot of people to finish bottom three in the conference this year and um I don't know if that's a bottom three Big Ten team after it's just one game can't overreact but um they do look better and I think they're they're a sneaky team to look out for uh and in Baylor Auburn was a very entertaining game to watch I've been watching so many games I watched Drexel LaSalle last night uh Drexel usually pretty good, but LaSalle pulled it out. I'm t- I mean, that's just that's gambling though. Like college basketball is the most fun sport to bet on, um, and I, I tend to do do well in it. Um, Florida Gulf Coast gave Indiana a really good run for it um, last night, and uh, Indiana did come out on top. But Florida Gulf Coast was winning almost the whole game, or within four points the whole game, um, and and good on Indiana because it's one thing to be in those games, but you got a uh, good friend to pull it out. Um, and yeah, like you said, Duke, Arizona, trust me, Jeff, I promise I knew about that. Those are my, those are my Bearcats. Pac-12 Cole. Pac-12 Cole. I know about, I know when my, when my boys are playing ball and it's going to be, that's going to be really like, uh, oh, this, the season started feeling when we watched that Friday, but yeah, all in all, it's been a, a really enjoyable start. I'm happy we have it back. Um, but Hey, there's a lot going on in college football as well. Yeah, a lot going on in college football, and I want to say this. Yeah, Michigan looked great. I watched that game, and I was very impressed. Uh, Doug McDaniel, it, they have their floor general, which I always, I, I've been telling you about that with Michigan State, how important I think it is to have that. And then uh, obviously Olivier Nakuma. I think I'm thinking that he's a really hard name, guys. There's, the, the N is silent. Yeah, it's like, but he, yeah, he looked great. And then uh, I think you'll just see. I just think that team is more together, and I think you're going to see that. They're going to make the NCAA tournament, I think. Who knows what seed they are, but I think 
they're they're a good enough team to make the tournament. So yeah, Colt college football. We got our second playoff poll. Um, really, in all honesty, not a lot changed. Um, our top five, ex- or shoot, our top six, really the exact same. Um, Alabama moves, or Alabama actually stays the same. We didn't really have much change, Cole. The teams uh, basically were staying where they were last week. Michigan has a great opportunity. They have the opportunity to almost have, by rankings, the best win um, if they can beat Penn State this weekend. If you look at just kind of where the playoff teams are ranked, um, that'd be a win over a top 10 team on the road. Uh, Penn State would obviously, if Michigan, we'll talk about this game in a while, but um, if Penn State beats Michigan, or if Michigan beats Penn State, Penn State will drop a few spots, um, not much. And so that that would almost be uh, one of the best wins. You have Texas, who's beat Alabama, so they beat the eighth team. You go down the line. So, yeah, it wasn't too surprising. Obviously, some t- big teams dropped, like Oklahoma, all the way to 17. But that's deserving. You lost two games in back-to-back weeks. Kind of crazy to me when you look at, like, Louisville being number 11 in the country. Um, we won't really talk about this game much, but they play when this pu- this is going to be published Thursday. They played it Thursday night against um, Virginia. That's a big. I'm going to keep an eye on that one, Cole, because if uh, they win, I hit that over. I think you get paid out for those when they hit. I know you said that you got paid out for an under, so I'm hoping if they win, I get that over uh, bet. But yeah, not too much happening. The top stayed the same. A lot of people were asking maybe would Georgia go to number one with a win at home against Missouri, who is now uh, number 14 in the poll, but they did not. So that's kind of where we're at, Cole, with the poll. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, what moved, what should have moved, moved, and uh, what didn't, didn't. Um, I, I mean, there was definitely an argument to be made uh, for Georgia to maybe leap Ohio State, but I don't think – it was a strong enough argument to make the move. I think it could have gone either way just because they had a big win against a, a team that was, I think it was in the, they might've been top 10 last week or close to it. Um, so it's, uh, I think it's all fine. Ohio state won that they still have the best resume. Um, I just didn't know what the Notre Dame loss maybe hurting their resume um, and Georgia beating Missouri. I didn't know if they'd flip that, but all in all, it's, it's good. I, you know what I love to see here is Arizona number 21. I mean, that's that's a sleeper pick, you know. They've they've been they they've made me look really good this year. Um, and North Carolina enters back into the rankings. We have Iowa that has made it. So, yeah, um, I don't understand. I mean, Iowa's the king of winning ten to seven, <laughs> but all in all, there's it's really not a lot to talk about uh, with this poll here. And and honestly, that's kind of the same same story with ours. Yeah, I mean. We can get into ours. I'll tell you right now, uh, I have no changes outside the uh, top eight. Um, I'll run through it real quick. I added Ole Miss. They're number 10. Big game this week we're going to get to at Georgia. That's a huge game for Ole Miss if they want to uh, just kind of make a big national statement. Uh, I think that's going to be a tough game, but who knows. Penn State, they they were at 10 last week for me. I got them moved up to 9. And then my top eight, exact same. Alabama, eight. Texas, seven. Oregon, six. Washington, five. Florida State, four. Michigan, three. Ohio State, two. Georgia, one. So uh, to be honest, I have the, I'm just looking at the, the playoff poll. I have the exact eight in the order of the college football committee. Or except Ohio State, I have two, not one. 
And then I have Penn State and Ole Miss just flipped in how the the playoff poll did it. So not much change, Cole, and you're right. We just, we don't really have much going on right now. Yeah, uh, all the teams remained the same for me and mine. However, I had Georgia at, um, I think it was five or six. Um, they are now at three. Um, so or I had Georgia at five. Now they're, I moved them ahead of Florida State and Washington just, you know, Proved a lot to me. Uh, Missouri gave them their best shot. Their offense was rolling. Um, and I figured Georgia now deserves to be in that top three. So Michigan still won. Ohio State two. Georgia three. Um, uh, Florida State four. Washington five. Oregon six. Texas seven. Bama eight. Penn State nine. Ole Miss ten. So I just have Penn State and Ole Miss flip from what the committee has. Um, but... Yeah, it's uh, we're pretty aligned, and I don't think there's much to talk about, honestly, because nothing changed much. But I think we'll definitely have some talking points after this week. Exactly. So let's get into a game that both of us, we have two games that are in both of our top tens, um, which is really exciting because I think we're going to get some very good football this weekend. We have some games, too, that we're not even going to mention that are really good games. Um, but I want to start off with the big one. Uh, big noon kickoff, 12 o'clock. We got Michigan rolling into Penn State. Michigan is a four and a half point favorite currently, as the last line I've seen is. And this is a big game, obviously, let alone like the stakes that are this is Michigan, Penn State. This is always a big game. But this is Michigan's first game that people think they'll be challenged in. Now, I don't know exactly what challenge means because I think Michigan could this could get ugly if the Michigan that we've seen all year shows up now I won't have a pick for this but it's a big game for Michigan it's a huge game though I think for Penn State and James Franklin James Franklin uh, his his name gets dragged through the mud a lot and whether that's right or not is up to your uh, mind to determine Um, He just doesn't beat Ohio State and Michigan. Like, he just doesn't. Uh, I don't have the record pulled up in front of me, uh, but it's not pretty. He does not beat those two teams at all. And to be honest, playing in the Big Ten East, that's who you got to beat. If you don't beat those two teams, you have no chance of playing for a college football playoff. Well, they got Michigan coming in to one of the hardest places to go play a football game at. We know that. that's not a understatement to say Penn State is a hard place to play at, Cole. But the top two defenses in the country in terms of yards allowed, we have Michigan, 231 yards a game, Penn State, 234 yards a game. Michigan, lowest points per game given up at 6.7, which is extremely impressive. I'm sure if we looked at historical stats, that's one of the best ever because I don't know how you could get – much better in 6.7. And then Penn State's third at 11.9. Penn State is the number two team rush defense in the country. Um, Ohio State had a tough time running against them, but Ohio State's run game is not what Michigan's run game is. So, Cole, this is a big game. I know you're excited because I know Michigan fans, they want to prove themselves. And they know if they come out here and dominate, they will start to earn the respect of winning a big game. So, Cole, Big game for your Wolverines at noon. Kick our day off. Yeah, it's a huge opportunity for Michigan to silence um, a lot of the doubts that are rightfully there because they haven't played anyone. Um, And look, the Big Ten just happens to be bad this year. Like, obviously, the non-conference is a bad schedule for them. But at the end of the day, like, your conference needs to show up. And we just kind of got 
unlucky or lucky, however you want to look at it with a tough conference schedule so far. But you know, it doesn't matter anymore. We have Penn State now. Um, and this is a great opportunity to go out and, and, and prove ourselves that look, this we're, we're ranked number three for a reason. We should not, like, maybe we should be higher time to show them why, um, on the road, um, against a team that's fighting for their lives, that they have to win this game. There's a storyline. James Franklin can't win this one. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough, it's a big game. It's a scary game. Um, but it's a game you want to be in. And yeah, like you said, the, the run game is a lot better than any run, run game that Penn state will have played this year. That's for sure. Um, and last year we ran right through the middle of their defense all game long. Another, it was kind of similar to the Ohio state game last year, where it's just big run, big run in the second half, just giant long runs for Corman Edwards last year. Um, and Franklin said after the game last year that we need to get bigger in the middle. We need bigger guys. And um, I don't think those big guys have necessarily been very tested yet this year. So we'll see if they have improved um, for Penn State. But the thing that Michigan has is here that they didn't have as much last year um, is we're throwing the ball a lot more. It's a lot more closer to like 50%, 50% throwing, 50% rushing, which last year was more like 60, 40, 70, 30 rush to pass. Um, so that's another thing that Penn state will have to look out for, but Penn state does have a pretty good pass defense. So, um, we don't, we can't just assume that we're going to throw the ball on them. Uh, they're not against that, those DBs and against that defense. So, um, it's a, it's a huge test on the road for Michigan. This spread opened up at six and a half and now we're down, um, to four and a half. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm very blinded, I think by the bias right now, because, at least I think I am because I, I think Michigan will just really beat this team. And I don't think it'll be that close. I just think that um, they are just dominant. They're better on the lines of scrimmage. I don't trust the interior of Penn state's defensive line. Uh, and the key is to keep drew Aller contained. I'm not scared of Aller yet. Um, he hasn't done anything in a big game to make me scared of him. And if you can keep him kind of like Ohio state did keep him in the pocket and make him make throws, um, he hasn't proven to anyone that he can do that uh, against a good defense. And Michigan, Michigan has been taking the ball away a lot this year. So that's something Michigan has been had a good defense years past, but they haven't always had a, a lot of takeaways, and they have that this year. Um, so can Drew Aller, the young quarterback, keep the ball out of can Michigan's hands? Like you're not gonna obviously there's gonna be a lot of three and outs. You have to punt the ball a lot, most likely. But can you? not give it to Michigan in good field position. I think that's the key for Penn State. But uh, I, I have a hard time seeing Penn State win this game. I just think they're a little overmatched. But also, Michigan hasn't played anyone. So do we really know what they are? I mean, this will go a long way in letting us know and affirming if what we're seeing on the field is is what they actually are. So, yeah, I'm excited for to just, just to know. Just to know, like, what is Michigan officially? Like, I think they're really, really good, the way they're killing teams and historically beating teams. But, um this is the game you can prove it. Oh, they're, Michigan, without a doubt, is really, really, really good. It's just hard to go on the road and win Big Ten games. And especially, I think there's like three environments that you know are hard to go in and play just historically in the Big Ten, and it's Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Those are three places that I think when you just look at uh, – road team struggling to go in and play at those are the three it has to be now yes those three are the best in the last 10 years in the big 10 but you just look at it and the one thing i find very interesting cole is when ohio state played penn state nebraska is really hard to play into 
Nebraska is in Houston. I mean, if they had a good team, they'd be really, really hard. Wisconsin's hard, too. Iowa's hard, too. But these three, I just think, are the three hardest. And so you're going on the road to play Penn State. And I look at the Ohio State-Penn State game, and if you watch the game, uh, obviously I know Cole you watch, but fans watching, um, the big difference maker in that game, and you heard Joel Klatt say it over and over, was Marvin Harrison. He was the difference maker, and he was able to get open. Now, Ohio State's run offense is not what Michigan's run offense is. Or, I mean, Michigan has a better line. Michigan has a better running back. It's just, I have it all, especially. So, I think they're going to be able to run it better than Ohio State did. I have the stats up two yards a carry. Now, the thing is, do does Michigan have that guy that can, um, on the passing game, win every one-on-one matchup? Because... This Penn State team does, like Cole said, have a very good secondary. Kalen King is a first-round draft pick. Um, And to be honest, Marvin Harrison just got the best out of him, and that's Marvin Harrison doing that. Roman Wilson has been really good for Michigan. I think what you're going to see with Michigan is their tight ends are very hard to guard. I mean, you have Colston Loveland. And who's the other guy, Cole? A.J. Barner. He also made the yeah. semifinal for uh, best tight end in the country, which he's not going to win, obviously, yeah. but he's like he's considered in the award, which is saying something. Yeah, both those guys are really good tight ends, and they're hard mismatches. And so in a game like this, I'm going to – it's kind of like when I joke when I'm talking Ohio State, Kate Stover, he's the X factor. Tight ends are hard to guard, especially if they're versatile tight ends. Um, and these guys are better pass catchers than – um, what Kate Stover is for Ohio State. Kate Stover is just a he's a big blocker, and then he just makes good plays. Well, these two are going to be able to do this in this game, and I think they're going to have to because I think that Michigan doesn't have that dominant receiver. Now they don't need it; they really don't. Ohio State needs a dominant receiver because their quarterback is not as good as JJ McCarthy is. So you have to give a quarterback an elite player like Marvin Harrison has been. So. I think Penn State is going to be able to limit the run game. I still think Michigan's going to get four, uh, five yards of carry. And if you're getting four to five yards of carry, you're probably going to win uh, because the war of attrition. Like you're obviously do the math. You need 10 yards to get a, a kid a first down. And if you're running it for four to five yards, you're going to move the ball. And so I look at this game as can Penn State um, force some turnovers J.J. has really not turned the ball over except for the Bowling Green game. And to be honest with you, that's probably more of a fluke playing against a Mac school. I'm not even really looking into that. But this is a big game for Michigan because it is the chance. They have to prove all these people wrong that uh, they should be the number one team in the country because from a performance standpoint, they've been the best team in the country. When you look at all the metrics, you look at all the stats, offensively, defensively, it's just they haven't played an opponent that uh, anybody considers as a team with a pulse. I think, I don't know if, do they currently, have they beat any team that is bowl eligible or going to be bowl eligible? I think I Rutgers is bowl eligible. Okay, Rutgers. Correct. Rutgers is bowl eligible. And Rutgers isn't a bad team, and Michigan killed them. UNLV might have become bowl eligible as well. But yeah, no, and so, and Cole's right. What Cole Cole was saying earlier (laughs) is, yeah, they haven't played anybody, and this is their chance on the road playing against uh, a top 10 team in the country by rankings, and it is a, it's their chance, and I think they're going to, they're not going to be phased. Like, I'm not picking this game because I don't want to pick this game because if I pick Penn State and they win or they lose, 
Uh, Cole's going to make fun of me. And I don't have a read on the game because I can see Michigan dominating this game. I really can. And I can see Penn State winning a close game. Those are the two scenarios I see. I don't see a uh, Penn State blowing out Michigan. I just don't see a scenario where that happens. And I I can definitely see Michigan blowing out Penn State, but I can't see Penn State doing it. So that's my kind of thoughts on the game. It's going to be great. It's kind of standalone game. There's not many great games at noon, which makes me happy because this is the only game I want to watch, Cole. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, you know, just that normal fan. Like, I'm nervous for the game because, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan and it's a big game. Um, I, I do have confidence that they're going to win, but there is the, the confidence is it's, it's just tough because I haven't seen them in that position this year yet. Um, I, I do believe that they are very, very good. And I know they are. It's just I haven't seen them in that big game scenario yet this year. And so, uh, and I'm happy to. I'm so happy I finally get to watch them in a big game. And, and I'm, I'm happy to like uh, just be, be nervous for a game that I haven't had this year. Like that's part of being a fan is the enjoyment of these huge games. And uh, I was, after the games were over last week, I was like, wow, like, wait, it's game week finally. Like, it's actually game week for me. Like, I have to, I have to prepare, like, like okay, this is a big game for the boys next weekend. And I haven't had that feeling all year. It's kind of, it's, it's almost felt a little bit like an empty year because it's just like, oh, another week, we're going to win this one. And I haven't had, like, much excitement. But it's felt really good to just get excited again. And I'm just, I'm just excited to watch it and just for the implications that it will have on the rest of the college football landscape, um, no matter who comes out with a win, it is going to have big implications of the rest of the college football. Yeah. I mean, I think, and we're going to wrap this up and move on to our next game, but I mean, I think just in this podcast, we probably talked more in depth about Michigan football and any game they've played than every single game this season, except maybe the Michigan state game. But uh, no, it's a, it's you're you're gonna get your fair share of uh, good games next year because their schedule is a gauntlet the whole season. So yeah, you it's, you're it's getting nuts. prepared for that. So Cole, let's move into uh, another top twenty game we have on the slate. Uh, Three thirty on Fox. Utah goes on the road to play a Washington team that has not looked like the Washington we saw against Oregon. Uh, Something just seems to be missing. Yeah, you look at the stats and you're like, holy crap, they put up 52-1 and at USC. Well, USC is not a top 25 team anymore, and that defense has no pulse. They're playing a team in Utah that's defense does have a pulse. Now, they are... They played Arizona State 155-3, which I'm actually looking at as an impressive result based on what we've seen from Arizona State this year and the trend that they were showing in the Pac-12. Now, obviously, it is still Arizona State, but the last time Utah played a dominant offense, they gave up 35 points, and that was to Oregon. Um, They go on the road, Washington. Can Washington put it together? They're a 9.5-point favorite. Can they look like the Washington that just goes down the field and scores every single time uh, consistently? Like I know they did that last week, but that was against a bad defense. Now we get a good defense, Cole. Yeah, I. This is a Kyle Whittingham is such a good coach, um, and he's smart. He's very smart, and I think he has looked at what has Stanford done. To Washington, what did Arizona State do on defense to Washington that made that got Michael Penix so uncomfortable? Um, that they they dropped like I think it was like four or five in coverage and or like rushed like bull rush like six up the middle or something like that. They did Arizona State was doing something crazy that got Penix so far off his game when they played him, and as it's a bad Arizona State team, and that game alone you shouldn't be necessarily scared for Washington. 
However, they might have unlocked a blueprint on how to disrupt that offense. And I think, I don't think USC was the team to take advantage of that um, because that's just not, I mean, what there's a reason that uh, he, what's his name, got fired. What's his name again? Um, yeah, there's a reason Alex Grinch got fired. But I do think Kyle Whittingham is a good enough coach and a smart enough coach to see what happened with the Arizona State game and draw up those same plays to get Washington uncomfortable and get that offense off their game. Because um, if they if that offense plays anything like they did against Arizona State, they will not win. I do still think this is Washington's game to lose. They should win this game, 100%. They're nine and a half point favorites, I think it is. And they should win this game. But Kyle Winningham's very smart. Look out for him. And he Arizona State might have given him the blueprint um, as to why that they are going to be uh, like what he can do. He's a scary, he's a scary coach to go against no matter how good or bad the team is. Yeah. That's the best defense Washington has gone against this year. I think just when you look at everything, um, it would probably have been Oregon. And now you would have to look at uh, Utah being the better defense they play. If this game was in Utah, I would say that Utah will win um, just based on what that home field advantage means and how Washington is just, they've looked shaky to be honest. I think they get it done. Um, this is probably a stay away game for me because I just, I don't really know what to expect. Bryson Barnes has shown flashes for, um, Utah where he looks like he could beat a team like this. And then we've seen moments like he did against, uh, Oregon where he just doesn't look like he can do that. And this kid was a walk on, um, you don't exactly farmer, the pig farmer. You don't exactly expect a ton out of him, but then he looks outstanding against USC. Now that's more of a USC problem. So I'm interested in this game a lot. Uh, the one thing I like about this this week's slate is the games are kind of spaced out. Um, we're really hitting four games here. Um, the next game I want to talk about is also at 3.30, but that's our only, like, I would say, big elite game that duplicates at time, which is nice because there's been some weeks where, like, there's been three top 25 games at the exact same time. It's just hard to fully focus. Now, I'm telling you, Cole and I both are watching all three of those games when those happen, and we're not going to have not have other games on during these, but it's nice to like have Michigan-Penn State on the big screen and know that that's the best game hands down at that time. So another game at 3.30, Tennessee, number 13 in the country, goes on the road. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite at number 14, Missouri. The reason I think the line is in favor of Tennessee on the road against Missouri, who's looked better than them pretty much the whole season. If you have just watched, Luther Burden, the star player for Missouri, he's their best offensive player. He's nursing an ankle injury. Eli Drinkowitz had a uh, midweek news conference. To be honest, didn't sound great for his prospects going in to this weekend. Um, and that's, I think, a big reason why you see that line that way. This is for the battle of second place in the SEC uh, West. Um, you have both these teams, three and two in the conference. Both these teams are good football teams. I think uh, they're a little inflated with kind of how Cole and I, mainly Cole has talked about SEC being a little inflated this year, which is totally accurate. And I think this is going to be a fun game to watch, though. I've, I've had a lot of time or fun watching Missouri this year. They're just... They're just a fun team to watch, and I think they're building something there. We've talked about it. Good recruiting class coming in, um, and they just do everything it takes to win. They played good on the road against Georgia, just made some crucial mistakes down the stretch, but this is a kind of fun game for me, Cole. I think 
I think we I think we learn a lot about Missouri. Uh, may or may not have a pick coming up in a little bit, but Missouri, I, I like this team, and I think even without Luther Burden, they basically didn't have him at the end of the Georgia game, and they were still able to move um, the ball, and a lot of that's due to their running back, Cody Schrader. I mean, this kid's got a cool story. Uh, he was a division, I think, two player, um, and then he was just at a, uh, a booster was at a dinner that this kid was at and told the coach to take a look at him to be a walk-on. Well, he came on as a walk-on, and now he's their star running back. So cool story for him, but I think this is going to be a good game, and I'm excited to watch it, Cole. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Um, I think Tennessee might do things that Missouri – this is a battle of opposite teams. One is a over-the-top offense – if I were to tell you before the year started, this is a battle of two opposite teams. One of these teams is a team that scores a lot of points and throws the ball over the top a lot. And the other has a pretty good run game and a solid defense and uh, doesn't score a lot of points but find ways to win. You would have bet a million dollars that Tennessee was a team that was th- throwing the ball over the top. But no, it's not. Tennessee is a team that uh, runs the ball, can slow the game down. Um, and I don't know if Missouri has played a team really that um, – that likes to play that style of football game. Um, and I think that'll be new for Missouri, especially with, I mean, I think you, you, you lose one to two possessions, I would say, um, without Luther Burden in there. Um, as far as maybe a few first downs, you don't get where you have to punt. I do think he is a difference maker, at least for a few possessions and possessions mean a lot more against a team with a good run game and a good defense. Um, cause you, you might have a lot less with, especially with the new clock rules this year, you might have a lot less possessions when a team is running the ball a lot. So, um, I think this is a tough matchup, um, specifically for Missouri, but I think it could be tough either way. If Tennessee has to play catch up, uh, they're not very good at that, um, this year. So it'll, it'll be a very, uh, you know, ice and fire, just two opposites going at each other and, um, yeah, I, I'll, I might have a little pick coming a little later for it as well. Yeah, Joe Milton uh, trailing is not something that Tennessee fans want because if he has to air it out, it's just not probably the best thing. Overthrow Joe. Overthrow Joe. So moving into our last game, a team that does not like to limit possessions uh, like Tennessee is Ole Miss. They just go, 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 go. They're one of the most fun teams to watch if you just have like a blank TV and want to throw a team on. They score so fast, and they're – they're fun. Lane Kiffin's fun. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a fun game for them on Saturday night, though. Number nine, Ole Miss, 10.5-point underdog going in to Athens, Georgia, to play Georgia, number two team in the country. And I think this Georgia team's starting to wake up, and I think the level of opponent they're playing is helping them wake up. Still don't have Brock Bowers. They're not going to have him. Uh, I don't think – it sounds like they're probably not going to have him for the rest of the regular season, but they said maybe he comes back in that last game against Georgia Tech to get some reps in for an eventual SEC championship game. But I I think that I think Ole Miss is going to be able to score. I just don't think they'll be able to score like in the 30s, which I think you have to do. Because I think, I mean, Georgia's going to move the ball on them. Georgia's offense has moved the ball pretty consistently even without Brock Bowers. So I, I think they really struggle, Cole, Ole Miss. But uh, yeah, this is a little shout out because I like Ole Miss and they're fun to watch sometimes. And Quintez Jodkins is getting going. Uh, three rushing touchdowns last week against Texas A&M, so he's their star player. And watch out for Trey Harris, their receiver. He he's really good. Like he's going to be playing on Sundays. Uh, he's the next good Ole Miss 
uh, wide receiver going to the NFL. I mean, they have a, quite a few, especially when you look at what A.J. Brown is doing currently in the NFL. So that's kind of my thoughts on this game, Cole. I think it's going to be tough for Ole Miss, and I think Georgia continues to roll. Yeah, I think Georgia probably will continue to roll, but I'm going to be watching, hoping that doesn't happen. Um, I want to see them in a good game. Um, I will say Ole Miss has a, go- a better, I would say, a, I don't know if they have a a better defense in Missouri it might be as good, but I think their offenses could be just as good as Missouri, if not better. And if if Missouri just doesn't throw that pick into that uh, the big boy last week against Georgia, this is a closer game. This is not a thirty to twenty one game that Missouri was in, and I think they score close to thirty points. Um, and I do think Ole Miss is capable of putting up Missouri like numbers against Georgia. So um, it, it it will be a It'll be, it could be a good game. I don't necessarily think it will be. I think almost will have a tough time, um, but it could be a really good game, and, and we could be in for surprise because Missouri might have might have shown us a little bit that Georgia is not fully immune to to losing a game. Um, I know it looks thirty twenty one. You always kind of felt like Georgia was probably going to win it uh, that whole game, but. I mean, they were right there. That's a, that's a tough interception. That game might change. And I do think Ole Miss has the offensive firepower to stick with it. And this thing, this happened in Notre Dame when teams have to play good teams over and over again. There is a little fatigue that comes with that. And this is Georgia's second game against the top 12 opponent. Um, and it, I, 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 there could be a recipe here for an Ole Miss win. There definitely could be uh, maybe some more chaos. Uh, ensuring there's only one SEC team in the playoff. Um, but also Georgia could kill them, and I wouldn't be surprised. So I do think it's it's definitely a game that's 100% worth watching. It, it very well could not be a traditional Lane Kiffin failing in, against uh, Alabama or Georgia. I think this could be uh, a real game, and I'm excited to watch it. And this is my number two game of the day that I'm excited to watch. Uh, it's number one, Michigan-Penn State. Number two, Georgia-Ole Miss. Um, two top ten matchups, and... Um, and then lastly, will be Washington-Utah. I think those are my top three. But don't forget Oregon-USC. That'll be a fun game. Um, there, there, there's plenty There's plenty of good games that we're going to have today. And uh, I mean, on, on Saturday. And it's, it's going to be another great day of another ball. Another great day of ball. And we, I want to obviously touch base because it's Michigan State-Ohio State week. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know why and how Ohio State is a 31.5-point favorite um, against a Big Ten team. I just don't think Ohio State's a team to blow out anybody really with the way Kyle McCord is playing. And um, it's going to be Ohio state's going to win the game. I haven't seen anything out of Michigan state recently to think that they would go in there and beat Ohio state. And so I think, uh, I think Ohio state's got these two home games, Michigan state, and then they got Maryland. It's just two games. I think that you really see them try things. Hopefully Kyle McCord shows a little bit better than he's shown uh, the last few weeks because I thought he was trending up a little bit and I think he took some steps back but uh, I think their big thing maintain health move on and that's that's kind of what I'm thinking this game but Cole you're right we have other good games that I that we didn't even talk about like you said Oregon USC a few weeks ago maybe we thought that game would be a lot better it's lost a lot of its flair but um, I'm glad Caleb Williams is playing and not shutting it down I'm not a fan of kids shutting it down um, even though he's going to be probably the number one pick, I want to see those guys play and show that they can compete. If you don't show that, then why should you be drafted number one? So I'm glad he's playing. But any thoughts on any other games this week, Cole, before we get into the uh, 
A-plus picks of the week. Uh, I do want to give Caleb Williams a little bit of credit. Um, the only reason that was even a question was because of people, national media on the outside, suggesting it. Um, and, I th- and it's unfair to him that he had to have that, I would say, negative outlook on him. Like, oh, he's a guy who, who would uh, maybe not play the rest of the year, shut it down. And that never came from his camp, never came out from him. And I think people maybe who just read the headlines had a bad taste of it in, his, in their mouths because of what the national media was saying. And that's just not fair to him and, and good for him for just continuing to play. Yeah, no, I I am glad because, yeah, he's getting a lot of slander. I mean, him crying in the stands. I mean, the kid cares. They just suck defensively. And he's taking a lot of slander, so I'm not a fan of that. So, Cole, let's get to the A-plus picks of the week to wrap this episode up. I am on a hot streak. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I've been doing pretty good recently, 26-20-1. and one. Um, we had our first push last week, and it was actually a game that you and I took the opposite sides of, so we both have that. And you are sitting at 22-24-1. and one. Uh, uh, The Twitter post with Cole's record showed a push of Michigan State plus three last week. That was incorrect, um, and they actually – Cole won that pick. So he was 2-2-1 last week. I was 4-0-1. So Cole – Bounce back week from you. Let's both go 5-0. and Well, maybe we have a similar pick. I don't know. But who are your first? Well, let's start one by one. What's your first pick? My first pick is I'm going to Coronation. Give me Rutgers plus one and a half at Iowa. Rutgers plus one and a half at Iowa. I like that. I, I faded Iowa last week. It worked. Um, they won the game, but it definitely – Rutgers, I think, is a better football team here. So I, I like that pick, Cole. I'm going to stay in the Big Ten and in the crappy Big Ten West. And I have Purdue minus one and a half at home against Minnesota. I just, when I look at the, this half of the conference, I just, I'm taking the home team under a field goal and hoping that a home crowd shows up. So I'm taking Purdue minus one and a half. My next pick is Tennessee, Missouri, under 58 and a half total points. I think Missouri um, will be less electric and explosive on offense. And I think Tennessee will really just hold the ball and play good defense. And I think it'll even, I don't know who will win this game, but I think it will be a low scoring affair. So what, what under what call 58 and a half, 58 and a half. Thanks. I got Cole and I, I put this into our little database for Cole and I, so I had to, had to check that. So I'm going to do an under as well. Uh, I'm going to do Michigan Penn state under 45 and a half. I just don't think uh, – I think Michigan's team is capable of scoring a lot of points against a uh, even a good defense like Penn State. I don't think Penn State's capable of scoring more than 17 points. So that's a 28-17 game. Michigan wins. I, I see something like that happening. So I'm going to go Michigan-Penn State under 45-and-a-half. My next pick, I am heading to – South Alabama, as Arkansas State takes on South Alabama, give me South Alabama minus 11.5 points. Arkansas State's a bit of a fraud. And, hey, South Alabama might have one of the best wins of the country, 30-point dub at Oklahoma State. I mean, that's one of the better wins in the country when you think about it. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And speaking of Oklahoma State, they're a 2.5-point favorite on the road against UCF. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I think this is a could be a potential – uh, tough spot for them. There's a reason it's only a two and a half point spread. Um, but I think this team has a lot to play for. And I think you see them come out 
and they play for a win that they need to have in the Big Ten or Big Twelve race. So Oklahoma State minus two and a half at UCF. My next pick is Texas at TCU under fifty three and a half. Back to the under. Um, yeah, I just think that TCU, while they don't have a very good defense, Texas does have a good defense, um, and Texas could win this game. 35 to 10 and it would still hit and I wouldn't be surprised if that was it and I and even with Malik Murphy um yeah I don't I don't necessarily see this being a high scoring game and um yeah I'm very comfortable with that 53 and a half so I'm gonna pray that Maryland finally shows up for once and Mike Loxley has gotten that team inspired I think their offense can move the ball I just that defense is a little rough I think Northwestern's offense is horrible, and I'm going to take Maryland minus two and a half on the road at Nebraska. Uh, I just, I'm just thinking Maryland gets it done, and I'm taking the better quarterback and the better offense in this game. So Maryland minus two and a half. Yeah, I've, I've given up on betting on Maryland. They've been, they've been hurting me. <laughs> All right, um, my last one: Arizona State plus eighteen and a half at UCLA. Uh, late night game. Uh, it just feels like a game that Arizona State is is just going to cover. Uh, maybe even win, sneak up on UCLA. I think they'll play the defense to do it. UCLA is very uncomfortable with their quarterback situation right now. Um, they they don't they have no guy that they they really trust right now. Um, and and yeah, it's been a slower offense for UCLA. I think Arizona State can keep in that eighteen and a half points. So I'm going to go Missouri plus one and a half. I know no Luther Burden. I just think they're the better football team. They've had a uh, really good home crowd in, or this year. I've watched them play a few games at home. Yes, they lost to LSU, but LSU's offense looked explosive that day. So give me Missouri plus one and a half. I see this game coming down to a field goal, and Big Boy is going to come in and hit a uh, game-winning field goal. I don't know what his name is, but that kicker, I think they were talking about he weighs like 250, so – I'm going to call him Big Boy. So he's going to hit the dagger call. That's my prediction. All right. I mean, as long as it's, as long as it's under 58.5 points, they can they can win as by as many as they want as long as it's under 58.5 points. Under under is a great play in that game. I, I like that. I think, we both, uh, I think we're both going to hit our pick on this. That's just kind of my thought. But this will wrap up our A-plus picks of the week. Um, hopefully we have – I mean, both, Cole and I don't have any opposite sides of games, so we can very well go 10-0. and 0. We've had some weeks where we're close. We've had some bad weeks. I do think as the season's gone along, our record has improved due to uh, it's hard to bet, bet games early in the year, and I think Cole and I are kind of picking it up. So uh, lock them in. Let us know if you take them. Uh, we've had a lot of people, uh, I know, text us, hey, I like this team a lot. What do you think? And some games we don't even pick on the podcast they ask our thoughts for, and we've won them some money. So Cole and I know what we're doing. Yeah, I definitely have a way better record um, off the off the off the A plus picks, which is which is kind of annoying, but hey, it is what it is. You know, I got when the lights are brightest, you got to shine, and and I, I got I got to start shining so I can so I can get that up to uh um to a winning record by the end of the year, and let's start start making some money. Um, but yeah, I'll start probably coming out, maybe tweeting some some of my picks uh, for basketball. I, I've been pretty hot on those lately, and I feel like I have a good read um on NCAA, on NCAA basketball as well as NBA but we don't this isn't a, a pro podcast so um but yeah it's look best time of the year I mean this Penn State Michigan game is, is is literally fall it's gonna be real crisp weather there in Happy Valley you have basketball on you get you get that basketball Friday night uh the squeaking of the floor um some of the tournaments will, will start soon 
Um, it just it just feels good to just see basketball being played on the hardwood. And guess what? You watch that big game, Arizona Duke, Friday night, and then you just wake up the next morning, make yourself some good breakfast, and then no matter depending on where you are in the country, and then you get to watch Michigan, Penn State. You get to watch football. And then you get to sprinkle in some more basketball. And then you get to watch more football. It's it's the perfect time of the year. The two best sports to watch. We're coming up around Thanksgiving. A lot to be thankful for. Make sure you're thankful for both college football and college basketball. That's the perfect way to end this podcast. I am not going to have any uh, more than that. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Aiden. He's been getting our podcast published very quickly, which we really appreciate. Couldn't do it without him. And we will see you next week to break down some college basketball and some college football on a degree in sport.